Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Wild Cornwall podcast. A podcast by Cornwall Wildlife Trust. With me, Lucy. And me, Tom. We're launching this series to mark the Trust's 60th anniversary. Which we're celebrating throughout this year. Cornwall Wildlife Trust was founded in 1962. One of 46 wildlife trusts across the UK. Our vision is to create a Cornwall where nature can thrive. We simply want to create wilder places, wilder people and a wilder future. On today's episode, we'll reflect on the wonderful wildlife to look out for in March as spring bounds into action. We'll take you on a field trip to the Trust's first nature reserve, Hawks Wood, and we'll encourage you to visit your local nature reserve. Isn't it nice just to see the signs of spring? Absolutely, it's lovely. And being a sea swimmer myself, this is the first kind of winter I've done it and it is absolutely freezing. At the moment, I bet it is. At the moment, so <laughs> I am very glad that it will be getting much warmer very soon. I don't know that you'll catch me going in in March this year, Lucy. <laughs> I'll bring you with me. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but I am loving the lighter mornings. It's just amazing. We have so much more time to explore, it seems. Yeah, absolutely. And having Mr Blackbird wake you up at the start of the day and the dawn chorus beginning in March is great too. And just seeing the colours coming through. So we've got a whole rainbow just popping up through the ground. We've got the yellows of the daffodils, Mm -hmm. the white of the blackthorns. There's some purples out there. There's some blues and there's some pinks. And there's even fluffy little bees buzzing around those flowers. Absolutely. And when you you go into the woodlands, it's seeing the primroses and the lesser celandine. It's absolutely lovely things to see at this time of year. Speaking of woodlands, now it's time to go to Hawkswood with you, Tom. Absolutely. So Hawkswood is a wonderful old oak woodland. It's near Wadebridge and it was actually the first nature reserve to be acquired by the Trust and it was leased at the time for only 10 shillings. That is literally only 50p. There you go. So what can you buy for 50p, Lucy, these days? Not even a bar of chocolate. No, not really. So I went to visit Brian Wright, who is the volunteer warden there, and he told me all about the history of the place and what nature you can see there. As volunteer warden, Brian actually lives on site. When I arrived, the weather was so bad we had to take shelter in a log store. I began by asking Brian what makes Hawkswood so special. After being here for 46 years, um, um, and which really is the greater part of my life, that um, so from my point of view, um, it's I know no other place really. Mm-hmm. We have lived in the reserve, you'll see the chalet a little bit later on, and we lived for 45 years um, without electricity, yep. and we had electricity put on um, last year, you know, right. because I'm yeah. getting old now, and that I might need the comforts of switching switches rather than uh, quite right, cutting yeah. wood or, or cu- uh, carrying coal. Does that make quite a big change for you? Uh, um, well, uh, probably more for my wife because she actually enjoys the electricity, but um, I tend to uh, avoid putting on lights because yeah. I'm so used to working in, in candlelight and half light so that um, I haven't quite visit, uh, got, got used to the, uh, the changes. Yeah. But um, from the point of view of the nature reserve, it's, it's, it's special and it's not special. It's a typical piece of oak woodland. Mm-hmm majority uh, oak trees, there's one or two beeches, um, one or two sycamores, um, but um, 
it has all the attendant species that you would expect to find in in an oak, in woodland, oak woodland, whether it's mammals or, or birds. Mm. Um, so, and, and we'll we'll be talking about those a little bit later on as as, as 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 we go around. Yeah. But at the moment, um, I've stopped um, at the one of the entrance to Hawkswood, and yep. if you'd just like to come this way, because this house is important, okay, mm. this cottage. We couldn't have picked a worse day if we tried, really, well, could we? Well, we thought the weather was going to be it's excellent going. this morning, but it's, it's pouring with rain. It's, it's absolutely... Yeah. Anyway, this cottage um, is important. It's important to Hawkeswood because um, the lady, Dorothy Seurt, who gave the reserve to the trust, mm. okay, lived here. Oh, okay. right. Yeah. So Dorothy bought this cottage. It was much smaller when she bought it in 1932. Yeah. And um, um, she lived here um, very happily um, until she sold um, the house. Yep. When she sold the house, she divided up the house and the adjoining garden and separated it up from Hawkeswood, which is here behind okay, us, you yeah. see. She then gave uh, uh, Hawkeswood to the trust on a lease. Then, in 1972, um, we obtained the freehold. Right. And that's where she lived. And, and that's where she lived. I want also just to say a, a few more words about um, the founder members, because um, mm. as a young man, and I s sat on the council with them, they were a most interesting uh, bunch of, right. uh, mostly men, but there was one, one woman, Marjorie Blamey, uh, the famous um, botanical artist, was... Right. Um, uh, uh, was on our committee, but they were very uh, interesting men because um, they were all, they belonged to the old school of naturalists, a meaning that there wasn't a conflict between uh, fox hunting and looking after nature, shooting, looking after nature, mm -hmm. fishing. They were all of this era and mm -hmm. didn't see a conflict. Things have changed now. We have um, a completely different ethos amongst young people in the, in the Cornwall Wildlife Trust. But other people on there were equally interesting. Colin, Colin Butler, Ken, Ken Williams, um, and uh, my old friend Frank Smith, who only died at two or three uh, year, years ago. So um, it was really... Um, the meetings, I thoroughly enjoyed them. Mm. I was a bit overawed by their knowledge and their... Um, uh, their their abilities, but um, it was very interesting for me. And of course, uh, after forty five years, I've grown into their position. Absolutely, and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, from the enfant terrible, uh, I've become uh, you know the person the statesman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a bit, uh, a little bit more careful with my language, yeah, prob <laughs> probably than I was uh, in 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 those days. Mm. Yesterday, um, a team came up from headquarters to um, put up all these barriers because, in fact, Hawkeswood um, um, is virtually closed to the public now from yesterday. Right. Okay. Because we have so many ash trees in the reserve and they are all dying and they're mature ash trees. Right. And so there is a problem here. Uh, there's a, there is a danger um, uh, uh, to the public. So um, and we're, we're celebrating it, but in fact, we're actually closing off um, the reserve 
uh, at the moment. But there is a public footpath that runs through the centre of the reserve, mm. which um, enables people still to walk through Hawkeswood. So can still come you here can still, and, and They walk. can still come there, but they can't just um, explore all the different paths yeah. in, in, in Hawkeswood. So to look at um, the wildlife we have here, we'll start with the, um, uh, with the mammals. We have red deer, uh, roe deer, we have grey squirrels, we have foxes, we have badgers. There's a, a big badger set just here, okay. just here on, on, on the left. Uh, of the smaller mammals, bank voles uh, are everywhere, long-tailed uh, field mice, mm. common shrew, pygmy shrew, um, water shrew, where um, we have in our garden pond. He comes um, every spring and summer to feed on, on the tadpoles, which, right. are, which are, are there. We have two streams, one stream on the north side, where we're just standing now, and another stream on the west side. And the little egret, which has come into Cornwall in the last 30 years, um, we, um, we occasionally see see them on, on, on the stream. Right. So that is one addition mm. um, that, that has taken place um, there. When it comes to reptiles and, um, and amphib amphibians, um, we've lost, we used to have, when we first came here, uh, the common lizard. This has dis disappeared. Um, grass snakes are still around. Slow worms are, 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 still, are still around. But we don't see we don't see the see the see the adder, adders now. If 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 you were interested in um, beauty, the beauty of flowers, then this is a springtime wood. It's the time to come is really um, March, April, and May, and then you would see um, uh, the the bluebells, the wood anemones, the wood wood sorrel. Um, a little bit later on, you'll see the wood sanicle, goldenrod. Um, we have a patch of tway blade here um, um, in one of the old little orchard areas. We'll 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 come to the in a, in a moment. I think we're okay. I can see some blue sky. Yeah, fantastic. Here's the valley. There's the stream. Yes, I'll show, we'll walk down to the stream anyway. Uh, that's the stream on the west side, which um, where you where it's possible to see the otters and uh, or evidence of the uh, of of the otters down mm. there. Okay. And you say that's a dunnock we can hear. Yeah, that was the, that was the, that's the dunnock. We've got so many song thrushes this year. Really, I, I panicked a little bit in January because the song thrush, the um, which is a particular favourite of mine, um, um, begins calling as early as November Does and really? December. Yeah. yeah. And I heard nothing, and I walked a whole area trying to hear a song thrush and I thought because nationally I believe I'm right in saying that they're in decline okay, okay. but I've always checked on the numbers here anyway it happened there was an explosion of sound in in January here and um, I was counting five or six song thrushes couldn't quite be sure in Hawkeswood and in the whole area which I walked around I, ca I got up to nine or right. ten. So that must have been a big relief when it's you absolutely because you know, uh, I, you know, when you live, uh, you know, I'm eighty years old now, and that um, when you get to um, when you start to study the figures of the decline 
of birds mm. and you start hearing things like you know 70 percent 80 percent 90 percent decline you know it's um it's not an uplifting thing to no. think oh now i'm just with you know we've lost i've told you earlier on about um, the birds that we don't see anymore now here mm. and to lose the song thrush which is just you know it should just be here yeah, you know absolutely. it's um yeah. it doesn't require really any special it just needs you know this woodland and these open spaces and there's enough which is why it's so important this this place is kept for nature right so now we're just coming into the uh, hawkswood from um the north side okay yep. yeah so from miss Seward's cottage and immediately on the left here you can see um what is an old cart track now that cart track goes right to the farm the farm, Travorda Farm, um, would have this cart track which would come over the farm, through the woodland, down crossing this stream on mm. the west side, up the other side of the valley to St Briot Church. Right. Okay. And so that's the, that's the, the route. direct route yeah. to, to, to the church. So I think from an archaeological point of view, um, or, or historic Cornwall point of view, it is quite an important uh, tra track. Yeah. But um, from my point of view, it's the best habitat for wrens to nest because they nest in the side and they're never disturbed because no one goes, no one up, goes there. up there. No one goes up yeah. there. How did you become warden? Well, Brian. Um, well, I mean, that's a good question to ask at this moment there. So this is where we've lived. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, across the other side of the stream there, on the other side of the valley there, um, when the Forestry Commission owned it, the public were allowed to go up there. Yeah. Okay. And um, so I was walking up there uh, in the early 70s with my wife uh, bird watching, and we saw this place. And um, we went down into the village um, uh, to ask who owned it. Anyway, so Miss Seward, who had moved out, moved down into the local village of Polmora. So we went to see uh, uh, Miss Seward and she said that she had given this woodland and the chalet to the Cornwall Wildlife Trust, you see. Cut a long story short, I wrote to the trust, said, uh, let me, uh, if you let me live there, um, um, I will look after the reserve. And after one or two committee meetings, um, it was all, um, they it was said all, yes. all, ag all agreed, yes. They said, we hope you won't um, um, just stay here for six months and then disappear. <laughs> so now if, in your 46th year. <laughs> that, that's right. That, uh, that, uh, I wonder if um, uh, they're all watching me now to say what actually we made the right choice with this. I, I with, think with this, with this man. And, and it sounds from your point of view as though you haven't regretted it for a moment. No, not, not at all. It, mm. um, you know, um, one thing I learned, I learned from my dogs was this joy waking up each morning as if it is a completely new morning or when i took, used to take my dogs out that um they would behave as if it was a completely new experience and this is exactly yeah. what i get i love this place and hawkswood as much as when i first saw it wow it's i've never yeah. regretted it yeah i've never even thought of of regrets it's mm. the most wonderful place um uh, for us, both yeah. of us, my wife feels exactly the same as me. Well, I can see why it's absolutely stunning. The um, this orchard um, is owned by by the neighbour. You can see the stream now on the west side. Oh yes, on there. there. So um, 
the, um, this is a very the place to see the little egrets on this uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on this side of the stream. They they, they fly in, and of course mallard um, nest nest on, uh, on on the stream mm. there. And egrets, the ones you were saying, have come in in your time. Absolutely, yes. I first saw them in Brittany. Um, the trust twinned with the Breton Trust um, in 1988, and a small group of us went over for the twinning ceremony. And um, and as we were driving from Roscoff uh, to uh, to Brest, we stopped at, at one site, and um, because one of the French naturalists wanted to show us the. Um, um, the little egret. Yeah. So this was my first sign of the uh, the little a little egret and the chaff, which was another one that they showed us. But it seemed that they were like really pigeons mm. that they were so common there. Yeah. But we've watched them come in here. But remember also the red deer didn't exist here when we first came here. Yes. The red deer have moved in the last forty five years uh, from Exmoor and have come west and west and really? west. But when we first came here, there were no, there were no, there deer. Were no deer here, Gosh. not at all. We've watched them come through from Exmoor and then come west and through Bodmin. We've watched them at Dunmere Woods and then they got into it and they've moved further west now, you mm. see. Gosh. And we can walk down here and have just look at the stream. Yeah, you can't walk anywhere. No, no, I just noticed something. Yeah. Past it, yeah. yeah. Uh, celandines. You see the, ah. the you see the celandine here. Yes, this one here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the leaf comes before the flower, and the flower's not long away though, is it? Oh no, no. We've got there's one or two of them around. Yeah, yeah. There's one or two around at the moment. Yeah. And that's what I'm always watching for. Watching the uh, yeah. these signs of spring. Yes. So we're just walking down to one of the two rivers. They're really, I should imagine, streams than rivers. This mm. is the one on the wet on the west side. This is where the trout are. This is where the eels are. Yep. Dippers. This is um, kingfishers we can see here. And of course, you'll see signs. We've, we actually will see otters occasionally if we're, if we're lucky. Mm. But you'll see their sprains. This okay. is their droppings. They'll yeah. leave them on, say, like on, the, see those stones there in the middle of the stream? Yeah. That, 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 that that's where you see marking it. place. Right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you've ever smelt the sprains of otters, but. Um, um, you would think, um, why, am I, why am I picking up this spray and crumbling it to smell it? Mm. Um, it's the sweetest, sweetest it really? smell. Yeah. You would think that with all their fish eating, that it was going to be the most foul. But in fact, it's really quite an attractive smell. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. The trees in this woodland has, has, have always been coppiced. Yes, tell okay. me about that. Yeah. Right, um, you'll see them, some good examples of, of coppice there. I think the last time it was coppice was in the First World War when they wanted timber. Timber. Okay, yeah. but when you look at some of the bowls on some of these coppice trees, they, they must have been enormous, mm. um, absolutely yeah, huge. Yeah. I know this valley like the back of my hand. Yes, I, I could. I, I think could, after 46 years. That's yes, right. I could. I could walk up there in the dark. <laughs> no problem. Here's one of my nest boxes. Okay. Who who comes in here? Um, uh, this would be blue tits. Blue tits. In, blue tits in here. Um, I've got about um, 20 boxes around um, around the reserve in di just different places, and they should be nesting quite soon, I think. Um, well. They, um, they're, they're certainly exploring the boxes mm. now. 
Um, the most interesting of the of probably the of the um, the birds that are nested in boxes uh, is the nuthatch. We might hear one. Yeah. It ch tends to choose a hole which is bigger than its requirements, so bigger than a, a great tit, and then they would put mud around the hole, mm. and the female, if I understand it correctly, is inside, and she doesn't, I don't think she comes out, so somehow she's mudded in, but uh, um, if you, you ask an expert on this, I can't, I, can't, I can't tell you on this. Right, so we're going into the old quarry now. In this quarry, it's, um, it's a, like a, a, a microclimate. Right. Um, I would expect to see the hazel catkins first here um, and the first leaves of the elder. Really? But this elder looks like it's... Uh, here they are. Oh, yes. I would expect to see... Yeah. The, so they'd be first here in the whole uh, of Hawkswood. In Hawkswood. Yeah. So when was the quarry used? Right, well, um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Miss Seward's cottage wasn't built with, this, with the stones from, from right. this. Yeah, but yeah. I, I would suspect, um, but I've got no evidence that, uh, that the, in the 19th century would have been the last time that it was, yeah, last time it was used or worked. So now we're on the south side of Hawkeswood and we can see across this field um, farm buildings yep. and it belongs to a farm called Travorda Farm. Uh, this would be the farm that we saw the, the old cart track. Oh, that was right. This is the farm yeah. That, yeah. That, that led to that. This here, April, May, would be absolutely thick with bluebells. Oh, lovely. Everybody likes bluebells, and probably not anyone sees the wood anemones, no. you see, or, and they definitely don't see the wood sorrel that you find in the banks, the banks. here. Yeah. The, mi the, mi uh, the migrant birds haven't arrived here, um, but later this month, I'd have to look at my records to know exactly, we'll hear the first um, chiff chaff. Right. But I have seen a couple of black caps, which are migrant birds, but um, Many of these, uh, um, some of these mi uh, migrant birds, in fact, um, overwinter in Cornwall. Yeah, yeah. So the black cap quite possibly could be over overwintering. Mm. But um, the chiff chaff, I, ha I don't know, maybe some of those overwinter, but I haven't seen those in the winter. Just hearing that blue tit, yeah. Yeah, that's his churring sound. You can just see him over there. It's good woodland for blue tits. They, they're always successful. They like all the boxes I put up. Great tits don't seem to like the boxes I put up um, uh, very much. And I've tried open boxes to try to attract um, pied flag catchers, but I've never been su uh, successful. No. But um, over the years, um, we have buzzards, um, common buzzards here, um, tawny owls um, always nest somewhere but um, probably the highlight for the last few years um, is the pied woodpecker when um, when we have a cup of coffee um, we've got we're 
surrounded by pied woodpeckers. Right. I, I think uh, I think um, modern uh, naturalists call them um, greater spotted woodpeckers. Greater, right? greater spotted woodpeckers. And I grew up knowing them as pied woodpeckers. Yeah. But um, um, they've been very successful ne um, nesting, and we've attracted them to the garden with our, our food that we offer them. And they're just there all the time. They're just as common to us as the blue tits. Wow. Yes. You're, so you're coffee and, and pied woodpeckers. Yes. I haven't heard one song thrush yet. Well, I'm, I'm really eager to hear one, <laughs> which, <laughs> the, uh, is, which is maybe why they haven't come out. <laughs> well, well um, when we go back to the garden and drink some coffee, um, there's one there. Yeah. So he, it's possible. So this, this footpath we're on now. That, this, this, is the, this is the public footpath that leads from Miss Suet's cottage to Trevorda Farm. And this is still open to the public This is still now. absolutely open to the public, but it's all the other paths, and, and it's just by chance that this public footpath has no ash trees. Right, yeah, so it's the other ones lucky. have been closed. The uh, others yeah. are closed because of the, of the ash trees. So if we just carry on this, down this path as we are, we come yep. to your car where uh, it's parked. Okay, yeah, okay. so that's where we started. So people would come along from the here, rain. yeah, and that they can't go this way, yeah. okay? They go up the public footpath through the iron gate yep. to Travorda Farm, and then they'll get stuck and lost. Yes, yes, but that's nothing to do. <laughs> so with not, the, not to do with wildlife. Like no, nothing, nothing to do. This is a great place for wooden enemy along here. It wasn't called Cornwall Wildlife Trust when you became involved. No, no, no. It was right, the, yeah. uh, um, the Cornwall Naturalist Trust. What, what inspired you to, to get involved when you did? Well, the thing was, is that um, um, having found the place and found who owned it, then it was absolutely inevitable that, um, that um, I said I would look after the place, um, uh, the reserve, and, um, and live in the, in the chalet there. Um, they, they expected me as being a w the warden of the of the reserve, um, to become immediately to become a, a, a trustee, trustee, a yeah. trustee of of it, and um, and I loved it. Mm. I in those early days, um, I I found the the meetings an absolute pleasure yeah. to go to. I just those early days were wonderful. They're special, but, yeah, special mm. for me. And I'm pleased to have met all of these these um th these founder members really yeah. you know because uh, i mean one of the reasons they've asked you to make that th make this podcast is because um um 80 year olds there are not many 80 year olds mm. who have um you know have got one foot back in in in, in those days in those period that's right but my pleasure at hawkswood has never diminished no no you can see that and i can see why being here yeah. So we've now arrived at Brian's chalet. He's just showing me around here. Right. So um, you can see it's a real Heath Robinson. Yeah, absolutely. Heath <laughs> Robinson place. It's great. It looks just like it did when we first moved here. Is yes. It? Yeah. This ramshackled, you know, collapsing, but um, it's yeah. um, it's you know, it's, it's fine. home. That's right. All these holes here. Up the top, your, the bats come out. Ah, oh, yes. Right, here's, here's our bee colony. 
look. Oh yes. Loads in of that them. room in there, yeah. the, uh, the room inside smells of honey. From from oh, these lovely. bees here. Yeah. Is that the song thrush there? I can hear. I can hear one out behind all this, but we should hear him, should be here, yeah. yes, screaming his head off. Yeah. The little pink pink is the chaffinch, the male chaffinch. Uh -huh. Brian, thank you so much for showing me all around Hawkswood and all the things we've seen. It's been an absolute pleasure, thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure for me and, um, and also um, it's great that we're celebrating the 60th anniversary of the Cornwall Wildlife Trust. Uh, our, our big disappointment this morning is that the song thrush wouldn't sing and the pied woodpecker wouldn't turn up at the bird table. No. Well, I, I must return at some point to hear it. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Many thanks. Thank you so much, Brian, for putting the time aside to speak with us. How was it, Tom? Oh, it was brilliant. It was really nice to meet Brian. Absolutely loved Hawkswood. It's teeming with nature. Highly recommend the visit there. I've added it to my nature list. So where else have you been, Lucy? So where we are right now, where Cornwall Wildlife Trust HQ is, is in the middle of this very small nature reserve called Five Acres. And there is so much here. There's a pond where you can find newts and frogs and it's so quiet that you can hear all sorts of birds. I heard a woodpecker here the other day, it was absolutely lovely. And I've seen badger poo. Okay. And going down the path, there's a bog, and two Shetland ponies live in that bog, as well as endless amounts of mushrooms that you can find. It's amazing. Yeah. But what about you? What's your favourite nature reserve you've visited? I think, probably, it was a discovery we made last summer, and um, it was only about 10 minutes from where I grew up but I'd never been there before. Kennel Vale, lovely nature reserve, um, which has got an old, the ruins of an old gunpowder factory. It's beautiful woodland. The, the Trust are recommending that people don't visit at the weekends because it's quite overcrowded at the moment. But actually the, the big thing for me was just finding somewhere new that I hadn't been before. And I really, really enjoyed that. So really well worth going onto the website, having a look at the many nature reserves, there are 59 nature reserves dotted all over Cornwall, so you are definitely able to find one on your doorstep. You might even consider joining as a member to help us continue our work in these reserves, to make them places where nature can thrive. If you'd like to learn more about Cornwall Wildlife Trust, go to the website www.cornwallwildlifetrust.org.uk. And don't forget to subscribe, and we'll be back in April. Goodbye. Goodbye.